In this episode of the Church Security Roll Call, we're going to be discussing evil invading the sanctuary. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris with Sheepdog Church Security, and this is your Church Security Roll Call. Today we're going to be discussing the article, Violation of Sanctity, Killers Invade Sanctuaries. If you'd like to read that article, go to our website, sheepdogchurchsecurity.net, and look under the News tab. So let's begin in the Bible as we always do. This is Matthew 23, verse 35, and it reads like this that upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, son of Barbatus, whom you, ye slew between the temple and the altar. So for some of you that are familiar with Carl Chen, you realize that my opening was a complete theft of his, the name of his book. His book is called Evil Invade Sanctuary. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be focusing just on that topic. Not necessarily Carl's book, though you should check it out if you don't already have it. But on the very idea that throughout human history, since the very beginning, since, you know, since the Abraham, there have been violations of sacred areas, sanctuaries, temples, altars, and it's always occurred. You know, oftentimes, just recently, on my Facebook page, I got a one-star review from a former soldier, a former law enforcement officer, that said that I was putting my trust in man instead of God. And, of course, that's completely ridiculous. I, I told him, you know, I reminded him of the story of Goliath. You know, David, the verse that I use, and I forget what it is offhand, but David talks about you, you know, you come against me with sword, shield, javelin, whatnot, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of God, you know, the Lord, my God. And um, that's a horrible paraphrase, I get it. I'm sorry for you out there that have, like to memorize verses, that one I don't have. But anyway, so David do, did two things, didn't he? He went down to the creek. He picked out some smooth stones. He went into battle, prepared, right? And, and to modern saying, his sling is his gun. The rocks were, the stones were, um, you know, bullets. They're rounds, if you will. And he also went in full faith. And I know you guys get that. You can do both. They're not mutually exclusive. It's not that David was just trusting in his sling and those stones. He was both using those stones and slings and fully relying on God. And those things can happen at the same time. But what we can't do is what this other person was. He couldn't accept the truth that evil has always invaded the sanctuary. Yes, God does protect. Yes, God does provide. But at the same time, there are still violations because of the evilness of men's hearts. There's still violations because... Um, God allows these kind of things to happen possibly. You know, um, you know, God is sovereign, but he wants us to participate. You know, so we're going to be talking about that today. Is, and so we're, let's get into news stories. And I have a lot of them here for you because even though these are just a few of the times that evil invaded the sanctuary, I just want to show just a wide 
some some good examples of that. So here, Dangerfield, Texas, um, June 28, 1980. The Sunday before his trial for incest, a former school teacher armed with two rifles and two pistols burst into the First Baptist Church during the morning service and yelled, this is war. He then began firing at random. Five died and ten more were wounded. Three men stopped the rampage. One rushed the killer, knocking the rifles loose. Then two ushers grabbed him in a double bear hug and moved him out of the door while he fired a pistol several times, fatally wounding both of them. The shooter ran across the street to a fire station where he shot at himself in the head, did not die, and he later hanged himself in jail. Okay, Fort Worth, Texas, September 15, 1999. The Wedgwood Baptist Church youth were celebrating the morning of See You at the Pole Day at their high schools. A mentally ill and anti-religious man entered the church. He shot people in the lobby and in the sanctuary before committing suicide. Besides himself, the, the shooter killed seven persons and wounded seven more, three of them seriously. Knoxville, Tennessee, July 27, 2008. An unemployed truck driver attacked the Tennessee Valley Unitarian Universalist Church in Knoxville, Tennessee. He objected to their liberalism and support of liberal policies. Church members rushed him, took him down, but not until he killed two and wounded six. All right, this is one that Carl talks a lot about in his book. The Arveda in Colorado Springs, Colorado, December 9, 2007. At about 12.30 a.m. at the Youth with a Mission Center in Arveda, two persons were killed and two others wounded by a young man who had been dismissed from the program five years earlier. Twelve hours later, he killed two and wounded three in the parking lot of the New Life Church in Colorado Springs. Then he entered the uh, church building. He killed himself after being wounded with an encounter with a security team member. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina, June 17, 2015. A racially motivated young white man entered the side door of the Charleston Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church. Um, there he entered and sat down in a Bible study led by Pastor Reverend Pickney. Um, who was a state center and a prominent civil rights activist. At the end of the study, while those present were praying, the young man pulled out a handgun and began firing. He killed nine, including the pastor, before running out of ammo. He then fled. He was later arrested and tried for murder. Antioch, Tennessee. Two years later, a shooter at Burnett Chapel Church of Christ allegedly tried to avenge the, the previous Emmanuel AME killings. Sutherland Springs, Texas, November 5th, 2017. Domestic violence led to the most deadly U.S. church assault. After sending threats to his mother-in-law, a man wh whose domestic violence resulted in a court-martial and a dishonorable discharge from the Air, Air Force, invaded her church during a Sunday morning service and killed 26 people. He committed suicide after his truck ran off the road at a high-speed chase. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, October 27, 2018. A man with anti-Semitic motives attacked a synagogue during Sabbath services, killing 11. 
Stop the Bleed training enabled members and first responders to save lives. And then just recently, just over a week ago, Sacramento, California, February 28th, 2022, a California man shot and killed his three children and an adult and then himself at a Sacramento area church. So, so there's a lot of these. We've been researching and doing our lessons learned um, where we take one shooting each month or basically every four weeks and we're, we talk about the shooting and then we talk about the lessons learned. And we have lots of these. Um, as I've also tried to explain some naysayers, you know, you, you, by, I, I recently had a gentleman and he, he retreated on what he said, but on Facebook he said, lessons learned from church shooting of the month? He says it sounds so commonplace. And my reply to him is, you know, since 1999, 1,705 people have faced deadly force incidents in the church with over 800 being killed. And so I told him, I said, you know, it's pretty hard to not make it sound commonplace when so many people have died. And so, all right, so, but before we continue, I do want to remind you about the weekly notes. In the comment section below, there's a little button or a link. You click that link, takes you over to our weekly notes. You put in your email address, hit send, and then what happens is we send you the show notes for this program and send it in your email. So it'll be there. Usually takes about three to five minutes, really slow internet, maybe 10, but you get them right away. Okay, so the... So just a, a little word here for us to talk about the meeting is sacrosanct. It's probably, you've heard that word before. And what it means is it's doubly sacred. It's, um, it's, it comes from the Latin and it's talk, it talks about being made sacred through sacred rite. So in everyday language, it talks about untouchable and or unchangeable. A lot of times we think in terms of sacrosanct or our sanctuary as being untouchable. And of course, that is not a very good way of describing it. Um, you know, maybe untouchable certainly uh, occurred to the Holy of Holies and the Ark and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I do remember hearing a story how priests would have to have a rope tied around their ankle in ancient Israel. So if they did something wrong and they were struck dead by God, they could pull the body out <laughs> from the rope tied around their ankle. Um, but in today's, but for today, and really throughout all history, there always has, there's been constant violations. And so here are some ancient violations. So in about 1100 BC, Eli's sons sexually abused women in the tabernacle in Shiloh. Um, seven, uh, 795 BC, Zechariah was murdered in the court of the first temple. In 180, uh, I'm sorry, 168 BC, a guy's name who I can't even pronounce, uh, murdered priests and um, descendants of the second temple, and it had to be cleansed and rededicated. About AD um, 30-32, Pilate um, had soldiers kill Jewish wor worshipers in the courtyard of the temple. December 29th, 11, uh, 1170, um, Thomas Sobeke, 
Um, Archbishop of Canterbury was murdered at the altar September 15, 1963. Uh, an Afro African American church in Birmingham, Alabama was bombed by Klan members killing three girls. And then we talked about all those other ones. And if you've been following us on on YouTube and you've been watching these Lessons Learned series that we have, I think we're at about 15 or so, maybe more. I mean, this stuff is going on and you know that. I, you know, I, I'm sure at the, anyone who probably listens to this podcast or, or watch these videos, you know, I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, but I'm just trying to, what I'm hoping to do is I'm trying to just remind all of us, right? So. You know, usually with adult learners, what it's really about is being reminded of things we already know all so well. But it helps to be reminded, to be, oh yes, you know, this is, we're not playing games during the services. When our safety team members come together and we're patrolling during, you know, before, during, and after services and during special events, we're there for a reason because these things are happening and are continuing to happen. There, you know, since 1999 to now, there's been a pretty steady incline from, you know, of these deadly force incidents at churches. Even though there was a slight slump in uh, during COVID, you know, now that churches are meeting back, so is the threat. It's coming back. So we have to be aware. We have to be reminded. I think this would be a very good program to share with your fellow safety team members, to share with other people that are like-minded, maybe to share with some people that are on the fence. I wouldn't throw it at somebody that's totally against this because this will just shut them down. But anyway, share this, share this program, play it for your team, whatever, because we need to be reminded. That's what it's all about, reminding. So we're here to help you. I know a lot of you guys are doing lots of great things. You're getting a lot done, um, but we are here. I'm here to help you as much as I possibly can. You know, when I think about, you know, protecting churches from violent intruders, you know, making a building resistant to forced entry, enact and practice access control procedures, train people to be watchful and observant, pay attention to potential threats in the area and within your church community. Um, you know, you know, teach people in your team how to respond to suspicious people in active threats and learning verbal de-escalation and learning lockdowns and lockouts and learning to, if you're into firearms and your team carries, you know, are you going to the range? Are you running drills at the church to practice responding to a bad guy in different areas and how you might move smartly through your building in order to deal with that active killer. So, like I said, I'm here to help in any way possible. We do offer the training, you know, shameless plug here right now going on. Um, you know, we have our certification, our safety member certification course. Right now, got a good group of people going through it. Um, it's roughly Right now, I think our enrollment for this schedule is a little bit better than 400. Some of those 400 people actually represent entire teams. And so and those, so it's probably higher than that. I don't know, but it's a lot of people going through it. A lot of people are learning what to do for different kinds of events, different kinds of emergencies, 
Yesterday we just went through verbal de-escalation. We'll be going through it again in the in the fall schedule. You know, we're always coming back around to these things. So if you haven't signed up until now, don't worry about it. it it's, it's coming again, so you won't miss it. Other than that, I just want to thank you for you know doing what you do. Quite honestly, you know, it takes time. It takes effort. You know, one of the things that I've learned to do is just tell my safety team members is like, listen, training actually takes more time than the time you're actually going to be working, you know? And so, and they always are, are shocked at that. So no, you're not just volunteering for two services a month. You're actually volunteering for a hundred hours of training through a year possibly. I mean, I've never done the math, but you get my point. A lot of training where you might only spend half that amount of time actually volunteering and doing the job. So anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, like, share, comment, whatever. You know, let the, let the algorithm, the computers know that you like what you're hearing and what you're seeing. I also find it very um, encouraging to see even just simple likes. So thank you so much for tuning in. And hey, let's be careful out there. This program is made for informational purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice.